Hello, welcome to the Good Book Podcast. Today I want to take a little time to focus on Daniel chapter 3 and hopefully break this up into one to three parts of Daniel chapter 3, focusing on how the Hebrew boys stood for the Lord and just the various obstacles they faced during the time of them being in bondage under each king that was um, that ruled over them. And so today we'll start with verses one through 12 of Daniel chapter three. So if you have a Bible, you can just follow along as we go verse by verse. But we're going to focus on verses one through 12 of Daniel chapter three. And I'll read each verse by verse and just to kind of give us a scope of what's going on and an idea of what could possibly be going through their minds as well as what could possibly happen to us as we deal with certain circumstances that are familiar or similar to what they went through. Dear Lord, thank you just for this opportunity, dear Lord, Father, to teach your word and to to dive in and to discover what your word brings and how it can challenge us and it can help us. And it can deliver us. And we just want to say thank you um, just for what you give us and how you take care of us. So that you might bless this lesson. And those that hear it, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So verse 1 says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. If you don't know anything about the Hebrew boys and the Israelites, they were taken from their homeland and brought to Babylon. And this was all a result of them being disobedient to God, not following what God told them to do, living a sinful and wicked life. And as a result, they're here and they have to live and follow the orders that the king Nebuchadnezzar wants and other kings want who will follow after Nebuchadnezzar. And so in this particular passage of chapter three of Daniel, we see in verse one that there was a desire for Nebuchadnezzar to be worshipped. One thing that is at the core of sinful men, sinful hearts, is a desire to be worshipped. And People will go through all lengths to to prove their worship. We can look at athletes. We can look at entertainers. We can look like look at politicians. All of those men or women, they desire to be worshipped. Well, here in verse one, King Nebuchadnezzar builds or makes an image of gold. And he made sure that this image not only was made of gold, where you can see it's 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 beauty, I guess, but its height and its stature was just as big, just as wide. And it's so Nebuchadnezzar's sole purpose for making that in verse one is to be worshiped. If you do not know God or if you don't know about God or you don't desire to know God, then you're going to desire to be worshiped. And so here in verse one, Nebuchadnezzar doesn't 
lift up God. He lifts up himself and he wants to be worshipped. And so that's what we see in verse one, a desire to be worshipped. And in verse two says, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. In verse three, then the princes, the governors and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers <clears throat> of the province were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Verse two and three, we see that now, not only from verse one, that there was a desire to worship, but there was also a force to worship. They're forcing others to worship or Nebuchadnezzar is forcing others to worship. And who does he choose? He chooses all the big name people. If you ever pay attention to how things um, can change in a society or how people can push the needle or move us as a culture, they first start off with this one big name person and then they bring all these other big name individuals in. And then all of a sudden, all the other people are or common people are become followers of that person because it all started at one point, but this one point cannot move the needle or move the culture without having other powerful people in place. And so here, Nebuchadnezzar, he gets judges, he gets treasurers, he gets captains, he gets princes, he gets governors, he gets rulers of provinces, he gets just all the world leaders, and he brings them in to become false worshipers of an idol. If you're familiar with the commandments, we know that we shouldn't worship any other gods or any images or anything like that. And here is the beginning or the start where not only the Hebrews are going to be tested, but when we as Christians also face these situations, we too will be tested. And so they are followers of false worshipers in verse two and verse three In verse four, four to five. We see that there is a command to worship. And so it says, then an herald cried aloud to you. It is commanded, O people, nations and languages that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, all kinds of music. Ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. And so now there's a command to worship. Notice that music is brought in. And, and all these different instruments to not only um, create this environment where it becomes easier to worship, but it might also create an environment where it becomes more pleasing to worship a false god. Think about some of the music we hear. And sometimes we hear the music and the music doesn't have good words, but it has a nice beat or it has nice instruments playing in the background. And all of these different things factor into us listening to music that we wouldn't not listen to if it didn't have all the different things that was in the background. 
And so here they're commanded to worship in verse four and five, that at what time you hear the sound. So they're commanded when you hear the sound, you're going to fall down and worship the golden image. And so. As Christians, we find ourselves in these these various situations or these various circumstances where we are commanded to do certain things that go against what God has told us to do. And these boys understood the Ten Commandments. We not worship any other gods. We shouldn't worship false idols. We're not bowing down to it. And those false idols did not create us. Those false idols cannot take care of us. So we shouldn't be bowing down for all of those reasons. But most importantly, because God said not to do it. And so here is the fight or here's the dilemma. Do we listen to Nebuchadnezzar, who is the king? Or do we listen to God, who is ruler over all of the world and all of creation? They're commanded to worship. Know God's word, know his commandments. This allows for us to think freely. This allows for us to think clearly. This allows for us to see exactly what God wants us to do because his word will pop up in our head when we are tested. So moving to verse six. There's a punishment for failing to worship. Of course, why not implement a punishment? Because there are going to be some people who don't believe in God, but also don't believe in idols. And they're like, look, I'm not going to bow down to idol. Well, if you, if you give them punishment, they'll bow down. <clears throat> there are going to be some people who are going to be resistant of, resistant, of course. So there should be a punishment or there was a punishment put in place for those. And so verse six, it says, and whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast in to the midst of burning, fiery furnace. So they're punished for failing to worship. I think about all the different things that go on whenever we don't do what society says. They try to force you to do certain things, force you to believe certain things. And when you don't do it, they try to take things away from you. They try to put you in jail. They try to do all these various things to force you into a corner to bow down and to worship a false God. But God's command should reign deep in our hearts and deep in our minds that allows for us to understand that we only bow down to one person and one person only. And that's God and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's it. There's no other bowing that needs to take place. But here we know that there's going to be a punishment for it. They're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And so some other punishment is going to be extreme. No one wants to be burned. No one wants to be put in great danger or harmed in a certain way or feel extreme punishment and pain. And so they bow. But there are some who will not bow. And so now. Verse seven, we see that once the punishment has been stated, the world worships. Said therefore, at 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 that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and languages 
fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. So the world worships. I mean, we see this today. They worship movie stars. They worship politicians, entertainers. And it's like, man, they're just human like I'm human. They They bleed like I bleed. They walk like I walk. They talk like I talk. But yet and still, there's still this amazement that happens, this gaze that we give them and we worship. But the only one that should be worshiped is God and God alone. And so they hear the music and all of them fall down and worship. What are they worshiping? The image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, set up. Is it God? No. It's the image that that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, set up. And so they're bowing. Which leads to the next question. How do we know who God has called and who he has pulled out? Because they do not bow their knee to the image, to the idol, or to the world. And so... Verse 8 through 12, what do we see? We see there's going to be accusations against the Jews. Because they're standing and they're not bowing. There are accusations against the Jews because they're standing and they're not bowing. And so verses 8 through 12 reads, Wherefore at at that certain time, Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou... O king has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship it, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And so we see here that they come in and they tell on or they accuse God's people of not bowing. And that's good. That's great. That's where we want to be. We want to be represented with Christ. We want to be represented with God and knowing that we're standing because he lives in us. They didn't bow down and they took the accusations. And as we move on to part two, we're going to see certain things. We're going to see how they stood. We're going to see what God did for them. And we're going to see how the king's mind was changed. But now what we see is that the accusations have been brought. They're going to be called forth. And everything that they learned, everything that they were taught is going to be tested. And that is exactly what happens to us as believers. Everything we learn, everything we've been taught, it will be tested. And so... It's just a good, this is just a good study, Daniel chapter 3, to see um, young men be put to a test to stand for God and that they stand. 
Thank you for listening to the Book Good, Good Book Podcast. Hope this has been helpful. We'll be uploading part two soon, finishing and closing out what the Hebrew boys did by standing for God. Amen.